Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson with Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, and we are blessed that you can join us today, taking time out of your busy schedule um, and spending it with us. And so if you are a first-time listener, we want to say welcome and let you know that we have a website you can go to, and it's shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, we have about five years' worth of radio broadcasts um, as well, you can go to all the major um, podcast platforms. I'm I am not real technologically savvy, so I don't know what they are. <laughs> I can tell you there's um, there's there's Spotify and there's some others. So just pick one and punch in Shouts of Grace Radio, and you will find it there. Um, as well, if you are a return listener, we want to say welcome uh, back and thank you for your support. And as always, we give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. As a part of the regular program on Shouts of Grace, uh, we have different guests that sometimes come into the studio and other times call in, and um, that's no different today. And so um, I have a familiar guest. If you listen to Shouts of Grace in the past, uh, Pastor Bill Buffington from Calvary Chapel, Inglewood, uh, is in is in studio. His face, his beautiful face is in studio, but he is actually absent. He's in Inglewood. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Some of the people that, that listen regularly have heard you before. Um, you were actually, you and Mika were actually out here for a marriage thing uh, last year, the end of mm-hmm. summer. Um, and so I know some people um, care about what's happening. What's happening at your church and how can they pray for you? Okay, man. Well, we're, we're church-wise, we're doing really well. Um, uh, just been a, it's been a great season, um, raising up leaders. Right now, we're, um, we have uh, several guys that are in a pastoral preparation class. So we're raising up some elders um, in-house for the first time. Uh, that's been really exciting for me, pouring into these guys, some, some elders and deacons that we're just pouring into to raise up. Um, our, big, our big prayer at the moment, um, at the end of 2023, the building that we're currently using is going to be torn down and uh, they're going to build housing there. So we're you know looking for the place that God has for us. Um, so that's our, our big prayer request, that God would open a door, prepare a place for us in the city of Inglewood that we might continue to have an impact for the gospel and make disciples. That's awesome. And you have a, like, if somebody wanted to keep up, they can go to your website. And even if they wanted to be generous and give towards that end, they can, what's your guys' website? It's uh, calvaryinglewood.org. Okay. So yeah, if, if the Lord puts that on your heart, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, push anything like that, but I, it's a great ministry and Bill's been faithful and Mika's been faithful for a lot of years. Um, they're great people. And so if the Lord leads you, that'd be awesome. Um, but today what I wanted to do, Pastor Bills, I wanted to talk about something that um, is never, it's not familiar with anybody on the planet. Nobody ever struggles with this. Um, and that is anger. Um, I know everybody is is total at peace in their heart and nobody ever gets them upset. And so this probably isn't going to minister to anybody, <laughs> but um, yeah. probably everybody. <laughs> so um, what I want to do is... We're going over some of the angriest years of my life <laughs> uh, as far as what I've seen in the world. So yeah. Amen, man. 
timely topic, man. Yeah, and it's it's only going to get worse, you know. Um, but I want to I want to just I want to throw a verse over to you. It's just a general thing. It seems really surfacey, um, and it seems like it's you know just kind of a matter of fact. But it's it, practically it seems a lot harder than than what's mentioned here. But um, in Ephesians chapter four, verse um, verse twenty six. It says, uh, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And then it says, and give no opportunity to the devil. Be angry and do not sin. I always thought, you know, early on in my walk with the Lord, that anger was a sin. But here it seems to be maybe not saying that. So, so what is this saying? What is it not saying? Uh, push push this boat off the dock for us. Okay, so um, yeah, the way I see this, you know, it's, it's there. There can we can all experience anger. And sometimes anger is it can even be a um, a godly attribute, right? God is angry at some things, you know. So um, there there are things that are there's there's a righteous anger, um, and so uh, though we're not God, and a lot of times our anger is not righteous. Um, there are things that it's like, it would be right to be angered about that. You know, when I hear about a child that was abused or molested or something like that, that's, that's I'm, that angers me. I'm upset to hear that, you know, someone that couldn't defend themselves was taken advantage of in such a way. And so the scripture is giving us a boundary. It says, okay, okay, be angry, uh, but don't let your anger overflow into sin. Don't let anger um, be your guide. Don't let anger take over. And so, um, feeling angry about something is is one thing, but allowing the anger that I feel to be expressed in a sinful way, that's what is being forbidden. So um, if somebody, you know, I walk out in the morning and find out someone stole the wheels off my car, um, I'd probably be angry. Um, if that anger led me to, you know, find out who did it and, and beat them with a bat, now I'm in trouble, you know, so... Um, feeling angry that my stuff was stolen, I think is, is I'm okay. I haven't sinned. It's just, what do you do with that anger? You know, where does it take you? Does it, does it lead you in the sin or, you know, do you, do you, do you take that captive? Do you bring that back to Christ? You know, what do you do with it? Yeah. I, a person might, a person might look at, you know, the actions of Jesus when he goes into the temple and he turns over tables and he drives people out with a whip or, um, probably more more prevalent to this conversation is in Matthew 23, Jesus doesn't seem like he's happy. Um, he's calling people names. He's calling them hypocrites. He's calling them, you know, whitewashed sepulchers, you brood of vipers. I mean, you know, somebody somebody pulls up to your window at a stoplight and starts calling you names like that, you know. Um, it, you would, it would almost indicate, and again, I, I know the answer. I know what you believe, but I want you to talk about it because the skeptic would look at that and go, so, so, so your God can get angry, but you can't, your God can call people names, but you can't. Well, so, yeah. Then I would go to like Matthew 23. I would, I would say there, that would be a righteous anger. One of the things he says in that chapter, he says, you guys travel the world to make one proselyte. And when you do, you make them twice the son of hell that you are. In other words, you know, at the end of it, at the end of what these guys are doing, people are going to hell. So he's rightly mad that you guys are going the wrong way and you're working double time to take a few other people with you. 
Um, that's a righteous sort of anger. It's not, he's not in the flesh. This isn't because he was disrespected. This isn't because somebody, you know, cut him off on the freeway. Hey, you're, you're leading people into eternal damnation. Um, if you're going to be angry about something, that's, that's going to be it. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's the, that's the most righteous anger that there could be. So, so how do you, how do you discern where the line is? Because, you know, we, what if we're, what if we're deceived about what's, what's righteous? What if, what if we have a perception of things like somebody, we see somebody doing something, you know, that's wrong and, and we, we think it's wrong and we're watching them hurt people and we're getting upset and we're harboring this in our heart. Like at what point does this become sin? You know, because I can think of a couple of situations in my life where there was righteous indignation because what was being done was crooked. It was wrong. It was hurtful. But I sinned in it. You know, something happened where I saw, but then it it turned into sin. Like, how how do you know when that happens? Yeah. um, And I I don't think this is going to be a there's not a simple answer to that. I think this is where being men and women that are yielded to the spirit of the living God comes into play. So um, we're all, everybody living has experienced anger. Um, many of us have experienced maybe anger over right things. Um, but it's it's what we do in those moments, you know, because even though I'm angry about something that I'm, it's right to be angry about that, what I do next is very important. Is what is is what I do next led by the spirit, guided by God? Is it supported by the scriptures? Or is this just me and my flesh saying, Man, I'm angry, I gotta do something about this? You know, mm-hmm. I, I I gotta respond somehow. You know, I think what we do with the anger is is what's important. And I think that's what God is is um that's what we'll be held accountable for. Yeah. If you had to think in scripture for, for um of some examples, um both of people who lost control, they, their anger was just out, out there and people that had opportunity to lose control um, Mm -hmm. because of injustice and things that were done to them, but they didn't sin, even though they, they might've been angry. Like who, who would you, who would you point people to? So I, I, I do this. I take King David and I would say, you know, we see King David with regard to King Saul, who was chucking spears at him and chasing him in the caves and everything else. And we see that there were multiple occasions, two real specific, where David had the opportunity to exact revenge, to, to kill Saul, really, if he wanted to. And he refused to do it because um, he wanted to honor God. You know, he said, I, I'm not going to touch God's anointed. But then you take the same man, David, who, you know, after his men had, you know, protected, you know, sheep and he asked Nabal for, you know, to give his guys a little something to eat and he refused, um, his anger exploded and David was getting ready to go and kill everybody um, in his household. And were it not for his wife coming out and stopping David, you know, you know, in, in that moment, David's anger was about to get the best of him. And then somebody intervened and, uh, he, and you know, his, the wife intervened and it stopped him, you know? So uh, I think you see the same guy dealing with, you know, people doing wrong, um, but we see him fail and we see him succeed. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to <clears throat> I want to switch gears here on the other side of the break, and I want to uh, I want to talk about now practically to people who who might have real issues with anger. Right? They they grew up maybe perhaps in an environment where that was modeled for them. Now they're a Christian, and this is just a, a, a cargo train that's hitched itself to them, and and they just can't seem to shake it. So I want to I want to kind of kind of look at that when we return. You listen to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to the program. I am in studio today with the face and body of Pastor Bill Buffington from Calvary Chapel, Inglewood. And he's actually in Inglewood, but he's joining us uh, via Zoom. And um, we're talking today about anger. Um, And before the break, uh, Pastor Bill was just talking about uh, King David, how out of the same um, man came both this controlled spirit where injustice was being done and he chose not to react. And in a different instance, he was getting ready to act <laughs> and he was getting ready to, uh, to kill a bunch of people. And so Bill, that, that sounds like that a Christian, regardless of, you know, the fact that they've come to know the Lord, that a Christian has this in their DNA, that it's a part of them. And like David, just depending on, how you choose to respond depends on what comes of this thing that's inside of us. Now, I, I've heard a lot of people say, like I've, I've heard different, you know, even some pastors say, you know, to people that are struggling in their faith with, with different things, they'll say, look, um, you know, when those people look to, their, look to their past life, they look to their old life before Christ and, and they're like, man, I've always struggled with this. And then I'll, have, I'll hear people say, well, Paul says to reckon the old man dead, you know, not, not healed. So you just reckon him dead and you move on and you're new in Christ. And, and I understand that, but it's, there's, there's just a reality that's not, that's, that's not consistent with that because the truth is every one of us, you know, two minutes before we make our decision to follow Jesus, we are the sum total of all of our experiences in life. We, you know, how we were brought up, how our mom treated us, how our dad used to beat us or not beat us, or we came from a great family or whatever, our friends, all that has an impact on our personality, our character, our psyche. Now we come to Jesus and, and I guess maybe some people are suggesting that now everything becomes new and all that stuff goes away. And that's just not true. That that stuff follows you. And God, God cleans out the closet for years and years and years. And one of the things I can speak personally of is, is when it comes to anger. And so I did grow up in an angry home. My mom, you know, it was, we didn't have timeout back then. It was, it was timeout. And then she turned around and socked you, you know, and, and you just knew don't get her mad. What kind of, you know, it was a, it wasn't a healthy environment, but it was my reality so when I came to become a Christian, you know, a lot of things went away. The drugs went away. Alcohol went away. A lot of the, the promiscuity went away. But, but this didn't go away, dude. The, the, this, this was a long, you know, just agonizing thing. So <clears throat> talk about that, you know, because there's people that are really struggling thinking, man, 
Why can't I get over this? This has always been in my life. Now I'm a Christian. Do I even know God? Like what, what, right. what's going on there? Okay. So I, I, I think, you know, I think it's something you said too. Some things are deeper rooted, you know, some things, some sins, you know, we look back into our past and our life and it's like, man, this thing was, this thing was sown into my heart at a, before I ever had a drink, before I ever, you know, delved into other things. And so um, when we do come to Christ, and I do believe all things are made new, spiritually speaking, you know, I'm a new creation in Christ, the way God sees me. However, I still live down here in a flesh that's tainted and tattered by my experiences. And I'm going to have battles related to the things that I was exposed to in this flesh. I still live in it. And so there's going to be that, 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 that war between the flesh and the spirit. And so in one sense, God says, hey, be angry and don't sin. So the fact that he commands me to do it means I'm able to do it with his help. But the the practical, like how does that actually, how do I flesh that out? You know, if, if I find that, man, I'm having, I'm, I'm continuing to struggle. I, I fall here more often than I, than I, than I like to. And I, I want to really get a victory. I, I think um, in that, I, w- I love Romans. Well, Romans, you go to Romans 6, 7, and 8, you know, and we're looking at the the life of the, the believer who's still struggling with the flesh, the things that I don't want to do, I do, and the things that I want to do, I don't do. Just that 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 battle that every believer is faced on some issue, you know, where it's like, man, I don't want to do that, but I'm doing it. And things I want to do, I'm not doing it. And, and he asks a question in, in chapter seven there, who? will deliver me from this body of death. And he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So the one thing is Jesus is going to be the one that I'm not going to beat this in my own strength. I'm not going to overcome this in my own power. Um, I'm weak. He is strong. I can acknowledge that. Um, And then we come to chapter eight and we learn about the works of the, of the, the power of the spirit at work in the life of the believer. And it says that it is by the spirit that we put to death the deeds of the body. And I believe as we all have our certain weaknesses, as, as we acknowledge what they are, as we bring them to God in prayer and, and you know, we're asking for forgiveness. We're also saying, God, I'm, I'm I want to, I want to grow in my ability to yield to the Holy spirit who already is alive inside me to the degree that I have victory over this thing. I've been given into this for a long time. This has been my normal way of, of life, whether it's anger or, lust or pride or whatever the thing is it's been my default setting since I was you know eight years old or since I was this this many years old and now I'm a new man on the inside but I want that to reflect in how I live and this is where God begins that work of sanctification and I do believe as we yield to the work of the Holy Spirit you know um that, that God will grant us victory in this but uh it's, it's gonna it's a work you know, it's a challenge. Like I do need to yield to the spirit. The spirit is alive inside me, but he was alive inside me the last time I sinned. He was alive inside me the last time I was like, nah, and I did the, I did the wrong thing anyway. He's there. Now I got to yield to his power. I got to yield to his voice. I got to yield to him that I might begin to experience the victory that only comes by way of the spirit. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> he, he says something interesting there in Ephesians says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. The, the word opportunity there is, it's an interesting word. 
It means give no portion or space marked off. It's almost like speaking of a room, like in a house, mm -hmm. right? So, so talk about this where he says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give a room to the devil, a space for right. him to live. So I, I've interpreted it this way, that when you let, you know, let's say, let's say you're angry about something and you don't deal with it. You just let it harbor and fester and grow. It's like opening up a door in your life and saying, Satan, come live here. You, you, can, you can have access right here. I'm going to make a room for you because Satan is going to use that to, to, you know, he's, he's going to, he'll, he'll use that to destroy you. And so uh, this is where, when you see people that are, that have deep bitterness, um, they almost can't have a conversation where it doesn't well up and spill out of their mouth. It's just there on the surface, you know, they'll talk to somebody they just met and somehow blah, 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 it just comes out. Um, it's just there. And so when it says, don't, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, I think God is saying, deal with it quickly. Don't harbor these things. Don't give room or place for the devil in your life. Um, and, and that's one of the ways that we give room or place to the devil. So, so, so take that then, take it to its, to its worst end, right? You, you get angry. You're, let's say you're, you know, somebody, somebody does something and you're frustrated. You try to talk. You don't get the end result that you want. You're still angry. It starts to fester. Um, you know, then, you know, you, you go to sleep with it one day, three days a week, two weeks, a month, a year. And then you've got this place that the devil has now in, in your heart. There's a, a room for him. Um, and bitterness sets in. Where does this, where does this thing that, that started off as maybe I didn't get my way, or maybe we didn't see things eye to eye that started off maybe so minor, where does it end? you know, when we let it go. And this is what I think has to happen. I think as a believer, I have to, I have to have my mind renewed where I say, God, it's, I might, this thing might not be made right in my lifetime, right? This person that did me wrong, this thing that was done to me, this thing that angered me, hurt me. Um, they may never apologize. They may never say sorry. They may never even feel sorrow for what they did this side of eternity, now I got to lean on what I know in scripture where God says, hey, I, I'll deal with it. There, there, there's no injustice that won't be dealt with ultimately. Everybody's got to stand before him ultimately. Everybody's got to give an account to him, myself included. So there's some things that, that happen and I'm like, man, it looks like they got away with it. Nobody gets away with anything. They got to deal with my dad on it. Everybody has to see him about it. So sometimes I think that's where believers where we can let it go and say, you know, God, I'm, 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 I'm literally, I give this to you. Mm. I have no expectation of these people. I don't have no expectation that they're going to do anything different. I'm not waiting for them to say sorry for me to be better. God, I'm committing them what they did. I committed all to you. You mm. said you're the judge. Mm -hmm. You're going to deal with them. And um, so I can move on with my life. I'm going to leave it there. You, yeah. you do what needs to be done there. God, give me strength to move on and let it be. Amen. And, and if you're on the side of that anger <clears throat> turning into weeks and months and years and bitterness, you know, not, not only, I, I guarantee you, not only is the person you're angry at probably not thinking about it, but um, that, that bitterness is destroying you. And it says it's going 
to be a root that infects other people and hurts other people. And so you're not only hurting yourself, your, your, your bitterness isn't getting back at the person who's not thinking about it, right? They've probably moved on, but, but you are hurting other people. And so what started off as an injustice, perhaps it hurt you. You've now allowed that to, to, to settle into your heart and, and now you're hurting others. So we'd encourage you, man, just like Pastor Bill said, give that to the Lord um, and let him heal that. We are out of time for this episode. Um, hope you uh, consider joining us next time. Until then, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.